Hello, and welcome to Humans Leading, a podcast aimed at restoring the well-being and joy of high achievers who have burned out on their way to success. I'm Dr. Jillian Bybee, a pediatric critical care medicine physician, medical educator, coach, and leader in well-being and professional development. I use my personal experience with burnout recovery to help others do the same. This podcast is for anyone looking to move beyond hustle culture in order to find true fulfillment and well-being. In each episode, I share practical solutions on a variety of topics, including limiting beliefs, stress management, leadership, well-being, and more. If you're looking to feel less stuck and redefine what a successful life looks like for you, this is your podcast. Come join me. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Humans Leading Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jillian Bybee, and I'm really excited to be back with you today. First, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's listened to the previous episodes of the podcast and given me feedback. I loved hearing how the episodes have resonated with you and allowed you to start having important conversations about well-being in your own workplace. I hope that this episode and future episodes are just as helpful. Today, we'll be tackling something that comes up for most people at one time or another in their lives, especially in middle age, as I'm currently approaching. That thing is feeling lost or stuck in your work life, your home life, or maybe both. What do you do when this happens? How do you start to move forward if you don't really know where you need to go? What if you're not really sure if you're stuck, but you're not really clear on the direction that your career is going? can relate, don't worry, that's what this episode is for. I have a lot to say about this topic because I've experienced it a few times myself, including last year at this time. If you're looking for a step-by-step of how to make progress on your goals once you've made them, stay tuned. We'll be talking about that in a future episode, but for today, we'll be talking about what to do if you don't really know what your goals are, just like I didn't last year. That might be surprising for some of you to hear, especially the people that know me, Usually on the outside, I appear like I'm someone who has things under control, but that's just the part of me that other people get to see, either through their interactions with me at work or via social media. A little over a year ago, I found myself feeling slightly unsettled in my career. About six months prior, I had taken on a new position that I felt really happy about, but I wasn't sure what taking this position would mean for me in the future. It was a lot different than the work I had originally been doing, It was a lot different than the work that I thought I would be doing, and I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. And as someone who prefers to be in charge of everything, the sense of being lost made me really uncomfortable. Fortunately for me, my organization offers professional coaching opportunities to some of its physicians and advanced practice providers. I applied for this one-on-one coaching opportunity and was selected. Upon hearing that I'd been chosen for one-on-one coaching, I felt ecstatic. I thought, great, I can use this to propel me forward in my work, reach my goals, and get back on the path. I've always had a path. Ironically, though, when the intake form arrived asking me to talk about my short and long-term goals, I found myself more lost than I expected. I thought, um, goals? What are goals? Do I have those anymore? I've always been someone who's had a three- or a five-year plan, but that three and five year plan was no longer on my piece of paper. I had taken a new position that had nothing to do with my previous three and five year goals. Fortunately, because I had a coach to work with, I didn't have to navigate this unfamiliar situation all on my own. 
If you're hearing me use the word coach and you aren't really sure what it means, you're not alone. The most common question I've been asked since starting coaching training from people I talk to is, what is a coach? It's pretty simple. A coach is a partner who helps you get from where you currently are to where you want to be. The process of coaching is like the vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. And in the coaching scenario, you're the one driving the vehicle. You get to choose what you want to work on. For me, that was my lack of long-term vision for my career. For you, this could be related to anything, your work, your life, your relationships, possibly your spirituality, or a combination of those or other factors. Another really helpful way I've heard coaching being described is as a way to achieve the un of some description, as in getting unstuck from problems, uncovering possibilities, uncovering potentials, etc. And for me, this was perfect at the point I was last year. I anticipated getting unstuck from where I currently was and being able to move forward in my career, trying to figure out where exactly I was going. Fortunately, this ended up to be true. The problem was, it wasn't easy, and it was actually really frustrating, especially as someone who likes things to move quickly. Because it was slow. So much slower than I anticipated. As a really impatient person, I hated parts of this coaching process, and I want to be honest about that. I had a great coach, but the process itself was painful. Because the sessions with my coach forced me to slow down, reflect on what I really wanted. And I felt as an impatient person, I really hated parts of this coaching process. The sessions with my coach forced me to slow down and reflect on what I really wanted. And she was a great coach, but this process was incredibly frustrating. All I felt like doing was speeding up in order to get to the next step. But the truth of the matter was, I had no idea what the next step was supposed to be. I really needed to sit in that time and sift through it in order to be able to determine where I wanted to go. And I was really happy to have a partner in the process. I think the key to understanding coaching is that a coach is a partner. It's not someone who has all of the answers. I think I wanted that person to have all of the answers. I wanted her to tell me what to do. I hear that from people I mentor and coach all the time. Can't you just tell me? The problem with that is that those people have no idea what the right answer is for you, and you have to come to it yourself. The coaching process allows you to unlock the answers for yourself through a process of discovery. During my six months with my coach, we explored my values, my view of the world, and my vision for the future. This allowed me to uncover some limiting beliefs I'd been having about myself and to redefine what a successful life meant to me. It let me examine some of the possible directions for my career to go and really discern which one was right for me, at least as right as I knew it to be at the time I was having the coaching. It let me rediscover what it meant to play, which coincidentally led me to this podcast you're now listening to. At the end of that period of coaching, I didn't have a five-year plan with a list of goals to achieve in order to get there. Instead, I had a much clearer idea about the way I wanted my career to feel. I wanted connections with other people, I wanted it to be in line with my mission statement, and I wanted it to feel less serious than it had previously. 
Clearly, my specialty in pediatric critical care medicine is serious, but I think the other parts don't have to be. It turns out that my new goal was to put myself on a path that allowed me to experiment a little bit in order not to feel so stuck. This process of decision-making still feels good to me. It's what led me to say yes to a few other career opportunities when they came my way, including the opportunity to become a certified coach. Although earlier in this episode I described coaching as a frustrating process, it has been invaluable for my life and career development. As someone who has seen the power of coaching for myself, I think that everyone should have the chance to access one. That's part of the reason for me becoming a certified coach myself. Unfortunately, I know it's not possible for everyone to access a coach. The cost itself is prohibitive for a lot of people, and even in my own organization, coaching is only offered to certain specialties. But don't despair, coaching is a skill, and like any skill, you can learn to do it for yourself. It isn't easy, just like my experience shows, but it's worth it. If you are currently feeling stagnant, stuck, or unsure of how to move forward, you can coach yourself into the next right step. We'll find out how after the break. As I explained with my own situation, this process will take time and it won't always be comfortable. For me, it has meant committing to telling the truth as I understand it and being willing to revise that truth as I learn more. As you start this process for yourself, it's important to give yourself space and time to dream. If you're thinking, that sounds nice, but I don't really have time for that, I have two thoughts for you. One, you make time for the things that you care about. If your own goals are not on that list, it might be time to evaluate why not. Two, as writer Annie Dillard reminds us, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. I bring this up because it's really easy to lose track of what we're doing with our time. In this way, we often can lose track of what we're doing with our lives. So in order to get back on track, we have to take time and make time and be intentional. Once you've committed to taking time and space for yourself, it's time to get started. This self-coaching process might feel uncomfortable at first if you've never tried it. One way to make this a little easier is to find an accountability partner to go through the process with you. It could be a friend, a loved one, or a colleague who is experiencing a challenge of their own. You don't have to be experiencing the same thing, but you can share your struggles with each other as you go as a way to keep you motivated. As with the professional coaching experience I outlined earlier, this process will take time, and it won't all happen at once. I hated that, and you might too. It might be frustrating, and your accountability partner can help sustain you through the ups and downs, and you can do the same for them. Step one for the process is to grab a journal and a pen and think about the following questions. One, what do you want more of in your life? Two, what do you want less of in your life? Three, what is one small action step to get more of what you want? Four, what is one small action step to let go of what is no longer serving you? 
Spend time on these questions and be honest in your reflections. There are no right or wrong answers. Writing the answers down doesn't mean that you have to do anything. Try to do this exercise without judgment. If you're finding that hard to do, consider doing this exercise with your accountability partner for an extra layer of support. Depending on how much time you've given yourself, you may need to spend a few sessions thinking about these questions. It's okay if it takes time. Each time you sit down to reflect, you're taking steps to get to where you want to be, even if it doesn't feel like it yet. When you're ready, move on to step two, which is write a mission statement for your life. This is the statement of the why of your life. What is it that you are here to do? This could be specific to your work life, your home life, or a combination of the two. Do whatever feels right for you. As an example, my professional mission statement is to leave the healthcare system a better place than I found it. You can see that this is pretty vague, and it leaves me a lot of flexibility in my career to make it possible. This mission statement is the revised mission statement that I made after my coaching last year. Yours doesn't have to be this compact just yet. You're just starting. That's the whole point, is these are all rough drafts of where you want to get to. I think that's the point I made earlier about making your career a little less serious. After you've completed these two steps, ask yourself, what small change could I make today that would allow me to pivot from where I am now to where I want to be? Don't get stuck analyzing the millions of possibilities. Think small and start simple. These are really easy directions for me to give you, but really hard for me to implement in my own life. But the thing about small changes is that they add up to be big changes over time. Life coach Martha Beck likes to call this the power of one degree turns. She reminds people that an airplane that turns one degree every 100 miles on a long distance flight will end up in a much different place than it was originally going to land. The same is true with small turns in our own lives. So to summarize these self-coaching steps, one, make time and space for yourself. Two, ask yourself some big questions. Three, write a mission statement or revise an old one. Four, identify a small step that can get you closer to where you want to be. And finally, know that your goals and answers to the questions will shift over time as you and your life changes. This is why we have to consciously reevaluate our lives and career goals frequently. We may miss out on new opportunities if we are not paying attention. If you're interested in learning more about coaching, feel free to send me an email at lifeandpickyou at gmail.com. That's L-I-F-E-A-N-D-P-I-C-U at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think could use it, subscribe, or leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time.